Welcome to the podcast, Let the Prophet Speak. Today we continue our study of the book of Samuel 1, of Shmuel Aleph. We are in the middle of chapter 2. Uh, today we are going to do chapter 2, part B. Part A of chapter 2 was the beautiful song that Hannah, that Hannah sang when she brought her son Shmuel, her son Samuel, to the tabernacle to be raised in an environment of holiness under the tutelage of Ailey, of the um, Ailey, the uh, the high priest. Um, so, uh, this the prayer ended with Hana there at the tabernacle and is is parting uh, with her son and going back home. And it says in verse eleven, "Vayelech el kano haramasa al beso." And Elkanah, that's Hannah's wife, went to towards Ramah, the town where they lived, to back to his home. Uh, so uh, we didn't know yet that until now that Elkanah had accompanied his wife Hannah on this trip to bring Shmuel to the tab to the Mishkan to the tabernacle. But now we know that he was there with her, and he returned, presumably, of course, with Hannah as well. Vihanar and the young boy Hayamishares es Adonai. He was serving God at Pnei Eli Hakohen, together under Eli, under the tutelage of Eli the priest. Now, <coughs> the um, the um, uh, it's kind of uh, unusual here because, as we know, Shmuel Samuel was a Levite, not a Kohen, not a priest. Um, so as such, he did not have the rights to serve actually in the tabernacle. One would assume that when it says here he served God means and in the function of a Levite, because the Levites had functions in the tabernacle as well, helping the priests in the service and uh, presumably also studying and uh, the the uh, Torah and the uh, um, and uh, so on under the tutelage of Eli. So Vnei Eli, now the sons of Eli, who should have been, in ideal circumstances, the, the students and those that continued the um, service uh, after, after their father Eli and who would, should continue to lead the people on the right path. However, in verse 12, we find out that anything was uh, anything but was the truth. Vnei Eli and the sons of Eli, Bnei Blial, they were they were B'nai Bilial, meaning uh, that's a, a very derogatory term. Uh, I've seen the word scoundrels or lowlives or, uh, or just uh, or bums would be the proper term of B'nai Bilial. This was the term, the same term that Hannah, when she was praying in the last chapter, that um, and Ailey criticized her for being a drunk because he thought she was drunk. She said, "Don't uh, assume that I'm one of the bat bli, uh, you know, uh, bat blial, That I'm a, a, a woman who is uh, uh, one of these one of these bums." So it seems like there were obviously people around that were bnei blial, that were just just uh, bums. But um, the Bnei Eli, the sons of Eli, who should have been of the leaders, they were such people. No, no scruples, no, um, no respect, just, just overall bad people. Lo yadu et Adonai, they did not know God. This is very important, the relationship, the, the fact that they were priests and, and, and served in the, temp, in the tabernacle did not make them 
eligible in any way, shape, or form to be considered those that know God. Knowing God means proper behavior, being a good person. If you don't have that, then that's considered not knowing God. And this, and the, then the the verse continues in thirteen with an example of how bad they were and how what what kind of scoundrels these people were, and the way that the Kohanim used to deal with the nation was as follows: everyone who would come to bring a a um, a uh, a zevach a a um, a sacrifice. Now, a zevach means the kind of sacrifice is not an ola. An ola is a sacrifice that is completely consumed by the altar. A zevach is is only small parts of it. Uh, parts of it were put on the altar, uh, as parts were given to the priest. But the bulk of the of the of the sacrifice was for the people to sit down and eat, and that was what they feasted on when they came to the tabernacle. The people that brought it would take it this uh, um, take it with them and stay and and eat and celebrate and be happy before God. So uvahan. So whenever people would bring their sacrifice, so remember the families come from far and bring their sacrifice to the tabernacle this is a highlight of the year on the holiday and one of the young boys from the from the priestly families would come while the meat was cooking so they have the meat on the grill cooking and he had a pitchfork a meaning a, a three-pronged pitchfork in his hand and he would stick it into the into the um into the pot, into the into the pot where it was burning, ovadud, or into the uh, different types of pots, or bakalachas, or baporor. You know, depending on how they were cooking it, whether it was in a big pot, a small pot, uh, or different types of of ways to cook it. Kolasher yalehamazleg, and they would just stick in this thing, and whatever it would come out, yikacha coin bow. This the priest would take it and say it was his. This is what they would do to all of the people of Israel that would come to Shiloh to bring their sacrifice to the temple. This is how the priests would behave. You can imagine what this did to the people and the people who would want to come to the tabernacle to to celebrate holidays before God when they're being treated in such a disgusting way in such a selfish, arrogant way. And, and in the middle of the feast, the coin comes and snatches all the good food. Even before the um, the hirchelev means the good parts, the juicy parts of the meat were um, were smoky and and burning. coin, the young coin would come to this family, uh, and he would tell the man of the family who's you know uh, preparing this big feast for his family to nobasar give us meat let's los la coin so that the coin for the coin for the priest to 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 broil because he doesn't want meat that's already cooked the way you guys are cooking it with your uh, recipes from whatever your customs are he wants to cook it his own way he wants to take it raw so give us a big chunk of meat and the person would say First, let's let's um, make it uh, cook and and juicy the good parts. Let it cook the way you know we want to cook it. And then, if you want to take some slices, go ahead. And he would say, "Lo, no, give it to us now." And if you don't give it to us now, I will take it by force. So hand it over, or else. You can imagine what this did when people are suppo- who supposedly represent God act in such an arrogant selfish and um 
and um, abusive and bullying manner, what does that do to the people's um, faith in God, belief in God? What are people? How does what kind of impression does that make? One could should make a parallel to people today who 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 set themselves up as religious leaders and they use those positions of religious leadership, supposedly representing God, to abuse others. This is the uh, the worst worst possible thing. This is the situation where someone uses his position to and 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 creates a situation where the masses aren't interested in God anymore. If that if those are the people who represent God, I'm not interested in God. And obviously, you would expect attendance at the tabernacle to drop significantly. And the sins of these young men who used to do this was tremendous as Adonai before God. Because these people were were abusing and and uh, the the offerings that are brought to God. This is I want you to think about this because what this is saying is what the point of the minchas Adonai, the point of the offerings to God, is for families to sit and eat together good food and enjoy themselves in a time together in front of God. This is the point of the bringing the sacrifices. The reason why they were told to come to the tabernacle was so that they should celebrate as a family one before God in a joyous, happy, beautiful way. And these people, the way these priests were treating them was the exact opposite of that and ruined the entire purpose of bringing the sacrifices in the first place. I want you to think about what this teaches us about the meaning and the purpose of the sacrifices and the meaning and the purpose of a central place of worship a place which is supposed to unite families together, unite people together, but instead they made it into a place of anything but. However, even though the sons of Eli, the priests, they did not know God, as we said before, Shmuel, Samuel, who was a young boy, he was serving before God. And he was uh, girded, he was... Uh, wrapped in an aphod bod. An aphod is a um, is an usually some kind of apron uh, that he was wearing, bud made out of linen. An aphod we've had several times in, in in the book of Judges. An aphod was considered was a garment worn by someone who was engaged in the service of God. In some cases, it meant engaged in the service, uh, as they say, lahavdil, and you know not to compare, but but to compare at least the word in the service of of the idols. But but uh, here it was it was being done uh, for the purpose of serving God. It was also one of the one of the garments that the priests wore when they ser- served in the tabernacle, which almost seems to suggest that Samuel was actually serving in the tabernacle as a priest, which would be difficult to state. So it could just mean that he was wearing an aphod bod, not uh, an aphod an apron, but not that he was wearing the same apron that the priests were. Um, however you want to understand it. And here we hear an endearing, beautiful idea and his mother uh, uh, thought, uh, uh, you know, event that his mother would make him every year a, a, a robe, uh, um, a small robe. Uh, remember, he was a young boy. And every year she would bring to him a new robe. 
Baalotayat Isha, presumably over a year, it would, the, the old one would get worn out and he would outgrow it. So she would bring a new one, uh, uh, a new fresh uh, to his size every year. Baalotayat Isha, when she came with her husband, Lizboach at Zevachat Hayamim, to bring the, the sacrifices that they brought for that year. Uveirach Eli et Elkanovi et Ishto, and Eli gave a blessing to Elkanah and his wife, to his wife Chana. Va'amar and he said, Yosem Adonai lechazera min ha'isha hazot. May God give you children from this woman Chana. Tachat hashe'ela in replacement in uh, of the of the loan. Asher shoal Adonai that you lent to God. In other words, you lent, you brought your son Shmuel Samuel to the to the tabernacle. May God give you more children. To so to speak, replace him. And then they went home. Because Chana, God remembered, uh, and God remembered Chana and she became pregnant. And she had three sons. It's hard. It's it's um, it might mean three sons total, including Samuel, or it might mean three additional sons. Ushtevanos and two daughters. So she had uh, many children, either a total of five or six. And the young boy Samuel grew up together with God. So here um, we now learned of the terrible behavior of the sons of Eli, um, the the rift that their behavior is causing between the people and God, and uh, we also learn about the this um, the how Hannah maintained the connection with her son. Uh, every year um, uh, when they visited Shiloh and how Hannah was blessed with with a large family. Um, so we have some, and we learned how Shmuel was, was serving before God. So we have the seeds of the salvation being planted in this young boy Samuel, this young boy Shmuel, and also the seeds of destruction being planted by these young men, the sons of Eli. Uh, this uh, will conclude 2B. We'll co- conclude Chapter 2 with 2C in our next podcast. Thank you so much and have a wonderful day.